Hey guys, you're joining me for the latest episode of Geek Girl Meets, where we sit down with an awesome lady in tech to hear all about her career in order to inspire you guys at home. And today, rather than alumni from university who I've had on the show before, I've got alumni from college. I'm going all the way back to my Godalming college days, <laughs> and I'm joined by Lizzie Barkley, who is the founder of Right Mind App. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. This is like a proper blast from the past. I was trying to think earlier, when we were at college together, was it history or philosophy? I'm trying to remember what class we were in together. History. It was history. And we had our form group together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going way back. This is like, oh, oh God, depressingly, it's over a decade. Let's not no. focus on that. But yeah, so Lizzie and I crossed paths like under a year ago now, yep. uh, when you were coming along to a seed camp event at the time find out a little bit more about funding because you are now working on your own startup. That's right. So tell me a little bit about Right Mind. Sure. So Right Mind is a diary that gives you feedback on your posts so that you can start to spot patterns in your feelings and behaviour. Um, it's an app for recording, reflecting and sharing honest emotions away from the pressures of traditional social media um, to gain better mental clarity and happiness. Awesome. Now, I'm a, a huge advocate for talking about mental well-being, so I expect within the course of this interview we're going to delve deep into mental health. But before we do that, I already told you the first question I ask on this podcast is when you were little, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Sure. So um, I actually always wanted to be an actress, um, fairly consistently from about 18 months until 21 um, and then took a complete U-turn and, and uh, somehow ended up working in a bank um, initially. So definitely didn't kind of follow the childhood dream. Um, and I think that was basically just because I liked being the centre of attention when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, really enjoyed theatre, thought I'll do that. And then realised it was potentially a more difficult career choice than um, than I thought it was initially. Yeah, you say that, but now you've gone from wanting to be an actress to being a founder of a business. Which so... is very hard. Yes. <laughs> But also a uh, kind of, you know, founder of a business, there is a degree of being centre of attention. You're yeah. the one that's instigating the creation <laughs> of a new product and, and pulling it all together. But how did you get from going into a bank yeah. to starting Right Mind? When I left university, I wanted to work at a big corporate company and learn the ropes of business. Um, and I wanted to do a grad scheme. So I ended up working at um, at a big financial services company and had a good time there, but it really wasn't, um, probably wasn't, you know, in my heart what I wanted to be doing. Um, and realized I wanted to make the transition to tech and basically had to convince someone to take a chance on me having come from a completely different background. So I did a lot of networking and reaching out to people and just saying, look, I want to hear about your job. And in the end, it actually worked. And someone thought, you know what, we could sort of take a chance on you and, you know, maybe learn something from someone who's come from a completely different industry. So then, yeah, I ended up at Yahoo working in their marketing department. And actually, since I've been in marketing, I have realised um, there are, you know, more correlations that you, than you'd think between theatre and marketing you know you're essentially I spent three years at university studying how are you going to engage an audience and how are you going to get a message across in a new way so you know I, I don't think it's totally not relevant but I've definitely um, jumped around from from different things yeah so what was the the moment that kind of right mind became a light bulb over the yeah, head yeah it was about a year ago and it was kind of two things combining at the same time one of them was um, I was volunteering with the Samaritans charity um, and I was doing that um, really because I 
you know, I, I wanted to to do the charitable thing and give something back, but also from a selfish point of view, I wanted to do something that was really going to challenge me and be, you know, something that was going to find a bit intimidating and put me out of my comfort zone. And I just had my eyes opened to how many people were not happy and were ashamed about talking about not being happy and how it was just affecting people from all walks of life. The variety of people that were seeking help was just, you know, from from absolutely any background that you could imagine and a whole, you know, plethora of problems that I hadn't even thought of. Um, So it just really opened my eyes to it. At the same time, in my personal life, I was just becoming increasingly aware of how people were using social media and you know, myself included, posting things about how something's going absolutely amazing, your relationship, your job, and then just, you know, realising that actually people are presenting lives that aren't true, like exclusively presenting the positive side of your life is not an accurate representation of how you feel. So those two things sort of coincided and I had a bit of a revelation of this is ridiculous, we need to be able to offload on how we're feeling the positives and the negatives in an honest way and I looked around and didn't didn't think there was a good enough tool for doing that. So how did you start? Because, it, because it's all well and good having that initial idea, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of people, myself included, you have an idea, but how do you suddenly actually go about forming it? Yeah. So I had the idea about six months before I actually started working on anything physically. Um, I did a lot of research and you know downloading other apps that I thought were similar and speaking to people, but yeah, it 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 took a long time to to turn it into something material, longer than I thought it would would take. I think the key thing is just assemble the right people around you that can help you. Um, I initially started by thinking, oh, I've got a great idea and I believe in myself, so I'm sure someone else will, you know, take a punt on my business and give me a ton of money. No, definitely doesn't happen like that. Um, or, may, or maybe it can, but it certainly didn't happen with me. People were asking very legitimate questions like, what research have you done? Why is this going to be successful? Um, so after kind of having that initial dream crushed that I would be able to just do it really easily um, in a few months, I I decided to think, okay, I'm going to give it a go doing this um, alongside my day job, see what happens. Um, I know that there are other people that care about mental well-being, and if I can find the people who do care with the right skills, then we can hopefully build a product. So how does that work? Because you know, I, I know, for instance, that just from having day job at Tech City UK and then doing Geek Girl and podcast, I love you podcast, but doing <laughs> all of this stuff on the side, it's, you know, it is a stretch to squeeze all of that into yeah. days, weeks, months, everything. So how have you managed to kind of cope doing, you know, full time at Yahoo and also starting to work on Right Mind? Sure. So it's really important for me to practice what I preach. And I actually realized a few months in that I wasn't doing that. I was like working every single weekend, working in the evenings, getting up early to have a call with my amazing developer, AJ, who likes to get up at five in the morning. And I was getting up and doing that before work. Um, Yeah, very handy. (laughs) Yeah, I Um, like being up early, really. um, So yeah, I mean, I was, I, I, burnout is a bit too extreme. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't totally burn out or anything. But I had a moment when I realized, actually, this is not I'm just staring at my screen and not actually being very productive because I'm exhausted after a few months of doing that I just scaled it way back and now I just do it in manageable chunks so I know that I can commit a few evenings a week or I know that I can have my evenings off to do the other things that I enjoy but then I really need to smash it at the weekend so it's just about balance and I mean to be honest I have had to miss out on lots of things like I can't always say yes to every plan in the weekend I 
used to love going to the gym loads and I don't really have as much time to do that as much as I would like anymore but it's just about the balance and at the moment I'm really enjoying doing this and I can really feel like it's you know I've done something worthwhile so as long as it's manageable for what you can personally handle and that's the most important thing because I'm you have to know what your limits are and I'm definitely not the kind of person that can have five hours sleep a night I'm just not I just I really need to kind of have my routine and structure and I need to be on a good night's sleep otherwise I'm just completely useless so yeah just knowing what you can do and and putting in the hours but then also putting in the rest yeah so basically setting parameters of yeah this is when I do this this is when I do this this is when I shut my eyes. Yeah, and I do actually schedule in time to do nothing, which not that many people do. That's but such a good idea. Yeah, so like if someone's like, are you free on Tuesday? Even if I know I'm free, I've kind of put it in my diary that no, I'm watching TV all evening that evening on my own. See, I have accidental downtime. Yeah. Where I've not planned it, but then something doesn't fill the gap. And I, I'm the worst person because I... I'm mentally wired to want to always do something. Yeah. I hate doing nothing. Yeah. But occasionally when I am forced to do nothing, it literally becomes me lying down and net like solo Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That's, I, that's the only time that I get to actually watch programs and I just full blown binge watch an entire yeah. series in a day. But you know what? It's important. Like that, it, it's really important to just switch your mind off. I, I had a phase where I was obsessed with doing something productive and I felt guilty because I thought oh I should be doing something for right mind the entire time and then I my first weekend where I didn't do any work on it whatsoever and I didn't look at my laptop at all I then came back on Monday and I remember working on Monday evening on it and I was just um, had new ideas I was thinking of new ways to get the app out there just because I had a bit of distance and yeah it feels guilty sometimes when you're just like letting your brain right in front of rubbish tv but it's actually quite important I'm going to think about that next time I do a proper <laughs> <Yeah>. Netflix. Guilt-free, <laughs> Netflix guilt-free. So where are you at the moment in terms of product development and, and kind of your startup journey, basically? Yeah, so we launched um, our beta version four weeks ago, although it is uh, a beta version for anyone to give feedback on, so it is um, out there for iOS at the moment. Um, and I'm basically in the phase of really trying to refine the product in response to what people want. As we were developing it, I was, you know, always showing people drawings, the most basic prototypes you can imagine, the whole way through to the slightly more advanced ones. Um, then had a kind of formal beta group of testers, but now it's 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 really got to go beyond my friends and family who have to do that to be nice. Um, so I've got you know pe- feedback coming in from people all over the world. It's just really really helping. Okay. That's cool. So it's on the uh, Apple Store? Yeah. Okay. So everyone go download. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll just like consistently share this message. So it's, it's not even subliminal messaging throughout the podcast. It's just you should go download it and have yes, a go. Do it. So moving off of right mind just yeah. for a moment. But obviously I think, you know, when you start to go through the founder journey and you're building a company, you do look for inspiration, other people who have built great companies. Yeah. Just anything to kind of give you a little bit of a kick up the arse, basically, to go and do it yourself. But who who do you think's been a bit of an inspiration for you? Do you know what? Anyone that is... Who inspires me are people that just get on and do things. Like, so many people talk about their ideas. Um, and yes, it's hard to get a final product out there. It's really hard. But it's not that hard to get a very, very early test of your idea out there. Um, so I was just inspired by the people who were not embarrassed to put something ugly or unpolished out there. 
And one thing that really surprised me in doing this was how much guts it takes to put, put yourself out there with something that you've done. Like when I launched it, you know, for a year, I was excited about the day when I posted on my Facebook that it's actually live. And then when that day came, I was really nervous. And I just, I was worried, like, you're, you know, you've got people on your Facebook from your college and you, you just think, oh, it is really putting yourself out there with something that may or may not be successful. And you know that I've always as a result of having that kind of nervousness myself or you know just really respected people who just don't give a shit that much about what other people think and just say yeah this is an idea I'm going for it I've made it happen I'm and actually the reaction you get is really positive no one really is thinking what the hell is that person doing everyone is thinking that's awesome I can't wait to start my project now so yeah pe- people that just get on and do things and and have the courage yeah. And what about kind of the, the research that you did before? And I know obviously you researched into the mental health space and all of the other various different apps and everything that's out there. But what about the research of actually just starting a business? Yeah. Um, so I read a lot. Um, I listened to the startup podcast, which is really fun and, and engaging. And the startup world was completely new to me. Um, even though I, you know, was familiar with tech, the the thought of branching out and doing something on your own was a new concept. Um, so I did the kind of standard read, read the lean startup and all the books that are like, you know, the level one, what you need to read if you want to start <laughs> like a business. Quintessential tech. What yeah. do you read? Ah, oh, lean startup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, basically don't come and speak to me if you haven't read this um, type books. So yeah, I did that, but, but mainly speaking to people, you know, just he- hearing from other people who've set up businesses, going along to events and just, you know, just asking people what their experiences were and it gives you the confidence that it's okay to have setbacks and it's okay to try things out and to experiment. Um, but yeah, really, I just I just asked a lot of people, like, what would you do if you were in my situation? And please, can you tell me about your story? And I came across a lot of blogs online. Um, and it's amazing how many people are prepared to, you know, respond to you and help out with their advice. It's That's actually been one of the most awesome things about this. I've just got a renewed faith in how nice people are with giving their time up it's been amazing yeah I think that's the one of the incredible things about the startup scene and I mean I've worked in it now for nearly five years and you do realize that actually a lot of people are willing to give you time yeah and it's strange because you sometimes you can now that like I can almost sometimes take it a little bit for granted but then you think about it and you're actually like no that person is giving me a dedicated hour yeah that's that's a lot of value. That's yeah. great. That's why I always say I'll buy you, I'll buy you wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The classic. Yeah. yeah, that has been the main expense of my business so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's running on alcohol for yeah. other people. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I guess based on that kind of learning, like the access to network, the the fact that a lot of people within tech are very willing to help as well. Um, aside from that kind of learning, what do you think the biggest learning you've had so far on your your journey has been? I think probably having, it's a bit of a cheesy one, but having a clear purpose of what you're setting out to achieve. Like I was relying on a group of people to help me who had the skills and the only reason they were there giving up their time for the project was because they they believed in the purpose, then they believed that it was a product worth making. Um, so if I had sort of cocked that up, it would have been difficult to keep the team motivated. Um, and you know, that was essential. I just had to keep really laser focused on 
that, you know, this, this is a product and this is the product, this is the problem, these are the problems we're solving and this is why we need this and this is, there's nothing out there like this and these are the types of people we're helping and these are some early case studies rolling in of early users who've said they're enjoying it. Um, so probably that, I think at first I was like, oh, this is going to be an experimental process where we try lots of different things. I think that's great if you've got, if you've already got a fully assembled team on board and you're funded, but when you're, you know, relying on people to stay motivated, you've, you've got to, you know, I just really learned early on that you've got to be clear about what you're asking people to do if they're giving up their time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So going back to kind of the purpose of Right Mind. Yeah. Um, now, mental well-being, mental health, that that whole area, if you want to call it an area for now, um, in the last couple of years, it's become more and more prolific in terms yeah. of media coverage, a lot more celebrities coming out and saying, you know, I have depression, I have anxiety. Yeah. Um, people are generally starting to become more vocal. Yeah. But from your kind of point of view and with all of the research that you've done and again with the work that you did at Samaritans what do you think is that one of the biggest things that everyone could do that could just make acceptance of mental well-being mental health just that little bit easier I think it's it's role models you know it's it's like you said people coming out and just being brave and not and not being afraid to say oh yeah I'm not happy all the time that's all you're saying when you talk about having a you know um like a mental health problem it's you know what we used to say at the Samaritans is just that that's just someone who's not who's just have not having a good day or not having a not having as good a day as you right now in this conversation um and as soon as people just start seeing it with a little less fear and just a little more acceptance then that that's all that's required and I, I, the only the main thing I think that can happen is people just being more honest about it because then people will see, oh, you know, lots of people who do have depression do have very successful careers and are capable of being very funny in the pub and are, you know, doing well at their job and whatever. Um, and they like are also like a loving partner and whatever. So it doesn't, it's, when, the more people talk about it, it's just like an upward spiral of yeah. more and more people not feeling ashamed because they can see other people who've, you know, it's not as they were picturing before, if that yeah. makes sense. It's that, it's just the not understanding what it really means, right? It's yeah. the stigma of depression. Yeah, there's so much stigma about it. And um, yeah, there just, there just doesn't, there just doesn't need to be, in my opinion. And I think the one thing that people can do to look after themselves and to sort of, I guess, potentially... I mean, I, I don't want to position this as a medical product because it's definitely not that. No. Um, but it, although, you know, there there's lots of research to show that journaling um, in num a number of different ways can help with issues like depression and anxiety. Mine is um, definitely like a mainstream product where I've not tagged myself onto any particular technique because I want the features to just be led by, you know, mainstream the user rather than by a particular type of therapy or a particular structure because those things come and go in and out of fashion all the time according to what the you know the, a lot of the results are still incon inconclusive on yeah. what, what's the best method um for different things and it's such a complicated area um so yeah I mean it's one thing that everyone can do which I think most people would benefit from is just keeping a record of how you're feeling because when you do that you firstly when you write something down like a problem you get out of your head a little bit because you're forced to articulate it into words and I know that if I have a problem, I'm going round and round in my head. And then I've, I'm just sort of making it worse and worse. And then when I write it down, I think, 
oh my gosh, that almost looks petty. I can't believe I was so, so worried about yeah. that because I can handle that because it's been reduced to three sentences. Um, and, you know, I'm a strong enough person to go in and face that problem. So just getting out your head, is it can be really helpful to write things down. Um, but then also just spotting patterns and seeing, wow, I'm, when I'm, you know, one thing, one thing that the app does is sort of cluster your posts into themes and then matches emotions to different themes. So you can see, you know, wow, when I'm at work, I'm consistently writing negatively. Or when I'm writing about my relationship, I'm always writing about being angry, you know, more often than not, maybe that's something I should look at. Yeah. When I'm talking about my family, I'm always really positive. So you can just start to really see in black and white, the, these are the things that make me happy and these are the areas that are not yeah. making me so happy. It's pattern recognition, yeah. isn't it? So you find, yeah. Hmm, okay, I may have to apply this. <laughs> Where am I happiest? Probably when I'm doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> so what's the, the future for Right Mind? What do you want? If you had to narrow it down right, yeah. like right now, the vision, where do you want to be in a year? I feel like it, a lot of it is, um, it's, it's down to a combination of me and the users. You know, I've got to listen to what they've said from from over the last four weeks and going forward as every month passes, keep looking at that feedback and keep improving the product. My vision is to be helping as many people as possible in a year's time. So um, to be having something that is a product that thousands of people find very compelling to use and it's helping a lot of people. If that, you know, turns into a, a way that can be monetized, then absolutely great. Like that would be fantastic. But um, my focus first and foremost is to build a product that is going to help people. Um, and I believe if you can build a product that's going to help people, then there's a way to monetize it. But I've kind of clearly got my priorities at the moment Yeah. as do this part first, come to that, you know, second. That's a good way of looking at it. I like <laughs> it. It's passion led entrepreneurship rather than thinking, show me the money. Yeah, I think so. I mean, lots of people told me when I started out, like, oh, you're not going to be able to do this without a developer. You know, you can't code. You're not going to do this. How on earth are you going to get someone to come in and no one's going to do this for you as a volunteer? No, like a few people were a bit negative And now I just, you know, I've, I've got this stage of it when a few people said I couldn't. So I think, why not keep ploughing on with some more unrealistic yes. goals and see what happens? No, they're not unrealistic. <laughs> they're very realistic. Excellent. It's the, you know, it's the empowering thing. You, if someone says no, it's like, no. No is yeah. not, not something that you recognise as a word when you're a founder. So... Yeah, you've just got to crack on with the next level and find some people that, that do think you can do it because there are plenty of those out there too. Yeah, exactly. So where can people get in touch with you and find out more about Right Mind before they go and download it from the App Store? <laughs> Which, of course, everyone's <laughs> already done by this point. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, why wouldn't they? <laughs> so you can get most information on our website, which is just rightmind.com. Um, on that, we've also got a blog, which... I've contributed to it once because there's just been a lot of other people sharing their tips for mental well-being and other cool products that you know are in a similar space. Um, so if you want to kind of know more about well-being in general, the blog is a great place to start. If you want to get in touch with me, it's just lizzie at rightmind.com and I'm in a phase of pretty much saying yes to everything, partly as an experiment and um, partly just because I'm, you know, it's exciting and I'm in that place of, of the business journey where you've got to seize opportunities and see what happens. So, like, I would love to hear from anyone who's interested in partnerships or ideas or feedback. Um, someone got in touch with me um, recently because they wanted to, they're running workshops around self-reflection and they wanted me to get involved. So now I'm doing a workshop series, um, which is awesome. Um, so open to, you know, I'm not, not, don't want to give the impression that I'm just all over the place. Like, I'm, you know, the app is my focus, but 
like I'm I'm open to listening to to any cool ideas that people have. Yeah. What's the workshop series? That sounds really cool. Um, so it's with a company called Happy Human Bean. Um, this uh, lady that I that um, yeah, she got in touch with me through hearing about it through a mutual friend of ours, um, and she has just quit her very corporate job to follow her passion of helping people find more fulfilling careers. Um, so she was running a uh, career workshops to help you totally reassess what you're doing and have the courage to follow your passion and break away from kind of corporate life. She thought self-reflection was a really interesting part of that, but didn't know didn't know much about self-reflection and has hadn't really been her focus. Whereas I've done a lot of research, obviously, on into self-reflection. So we've kind of buddied up together. First one's on the fourth of October, um, and we're basically helping people in a, you know, a two-hour workshop, equip them with more tools to do their own self-reflection. So the app is a part of it um, because basic mood tracking is a great way to um, kind of just, if you don't have much time, to just think, you know, boom, angry, and it's about this, three sentences. Yeah. Um, that's one technique, but we're also going into other things. So um, looking at gratitude and looking at the things that you're grateful for and why it's so difficult to be kind to yourself when it's so easy to be kind to a friend and why it's so easy to be cruel on yourself when you've not achieved everything that you wanted to achieve and then a lot of practical advice on how to kind of make your goals a reality awesome okay that sounds really really cool now you are also on twitter so what's your twitter yep it's um at lizzie barkley for me personally and at right mind app for the app awesome now as you've already said you're happy for anyone to get in touch you're a very brave woman putting your email address <laughs> on here. Um, so yeah, guys, if you are interested in Right Mind, want to reach out to Lizzie, then please do drop her an email or tweet her. Uh, she is very much a yes lady right now, which <laughs> I am a firm believer in as well. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast with Thank me. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been really, really interesting. And I, for like personal thing, I love seeing where people are 10 years on and you're like, oh, yeah. look at the crossover. It's back in time. It's brilliant. Yeah, so that is the end of the podcast. But just as a reminder, and, uh, tickets will be going on sale soon for the Geek Girl Conference, which is looking at the way we are wired. So everything from our mental health and our well-being, the way we find romantic partners, all the way to how our minds are going to be shaping technology of the future. So we'll be looking at artificial intelligence, robotics, VR, AR, and maybe even delving into the future of politics and education. Go to the website geekgirlmeetup.co.uk to find out more information to, and to stay in the loop on when tickets go on sale. I'm Kathy White 10 on Twitter. You can follow us at GGMUK and Facebook. We're Geek Girl Meetup UK. And until next time, have a fantastic week.